0: Welcome to The Get Get Together. Together. It's our show about the nuts and bolts, the meat and potatoes, the nitty gritty of community building. I'm your host, Bailey Richardson. I'm one of three founding partners at People & Company. Um,
1: I'm Kevin Huen, another founding partner at People & Company. I do a lot of our one-on-one coaching with community leaders. Including our interviewee today.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. We'll get to that in a second. Each episode of this podcast, Kevin and I interview people who have built communities about just how they did it. How did they get the first people to show up? How did they grow to thousands more members? Today, we're talking to Carly Ayers. If you're on the internet or if you're working in design today, you may have heard of Carly. She's full of personality, energy, and has a pretty alluring, rebellious vibe. Her designs are not the polished, precious, minimalist stuff we may have become accustomed to. Carly's work is interactive, it's dynamic, and it's sincere. If you want proof, you can visit her website, carlyairs.com. It is a Google Doc, it and is it's a rad. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Almost five years ago now, Carly started a community on Slack that she called, and still calls, Hundreds Under 100, a play on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list and other similar awards. The Slack group brings together a vetted set of designers.
2: One of my favorite stories is this high schooler reached out to me via Twitter. He lived in somewhere in the middle of the country but didn't really have much of like a creative community and he didn't really have like any sort of like creative mentors and he had found me on Twitter and he's like I'm really I'm trying to apply to like Cooper Union and uh I'm wondering if you could look at my portfolio and I was like actually I want to just throw you in this space with like (laughs) the chief creative officer of like Dropbox and watching uh this dude share his portfolio and then like meet all these people and have them give feedback in like this really lovely gentle way that was like one of like the coolest things to like take someone put them in that space and just know that with all with all the energy and everyone else who has like all this experience to offer and be able to like help them out and give some feedback
0: These folks join forces sharing resources, insights, feedback, and emotional support. So we wanted to talk to Carly about this special Slack group she started because we get questions about these what we call community watering holes, digital watering holes, all the time. I'm thirsty. I know. (laughs) (laughs) People ask us about this all the time. They want to know what platform to use to bring their people together and what they can do to actually make it engaging. Carly's figured this out. She's figured out how to make a digital community work. Yeah. and kevin full disclosure is in the hundos as they call themselves yeah, one, of, one of the
1: very I- inactive lurking members A lurking but yeah hundo. Back and forth.
0: yeah and you were also carly's boss at one point at creative worked, warnings worked with her, so yes. worked with her so full right. disclosure but kev what hire her yeah there we go yeah strong hire thanks kevin strong hire um kev what what stands out to you about carly in this group and you know why were we so stoked to interview her
1: Apart from just liking Carly. <laughs> Indeed.
0: here, hear. I'll
1: come from a personal angle. It's just uh, I'm like a social media dad. And online communities isn't my strong suit. Like, Don't worry, I, I got you, brother. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> when
0: two become one. <laughs> yeah.
1: The in-person stuff is, is more what I'm used to. I have trouble, like, um, sometimes really keeping up with Slack and online discussions. Mm-hmm. So the idea of, like, a thriving digital community isn't something that I have personally like had a hand in realizing and it's not something I totally get like I get it I'm in there and I've like definitely gotten value from like looking at jobs posting jobs finding freelancers and such but the experience of building one of these is something I'm just so curious to learn a little bit more about and you know some of the fears are the same we we were talking before that one of those big fears is no one's going to show up or like a little bit from now, it's just going to be you hanging out in the watering hole all by yourself. Like, hey, anybody want to click anybody on the link? And it's like the, the fear when you host a party or yep. meet up or get together Always. is like, no one's going to show up. No you know? one's going to show up.
0: No one's going to be there. <laughs> we've had that happen. We, we've had
1: that happen. Ask us some time. So yeah, just digging into like what it takes to build digital community from like the code of conduct, those nuts and bolts, as well as kind of that emotional yeah. experience of building a digital community.
0: Yep, Absolutely. Rad. all right let 's get into it. The first question I want to ask you is how did this idea enter your brain? What was going on in your life at the time when you decided to start hundreds under a hundred
2: yeah. Uh, hundreds, under 100 started out of a few different things. I mean, you mentioned that I used to work with the wonderful Kevin Wynn.
1: Ooh, me. <laughs>
2: uh, at Creative Mornings. So I'd come fresh out of that job uh, working. And if you're not familiar with Creative Mornings, it's basically, I think you've described it as TEDx without the X, or just the X. Just the X. Just wow, the I'm X. amazing. We have oh. a listener over here. Oh. Uh, I always describe it as like... TED Talks, but like for the creative community, like very like gorilla style people meeting up for the morning for breakfast. But I kind of come off of that. I'd met a ton of incredibly awesome people through that. I just jumped uh, without much of a plan into freelancing uh, after a tumultuous job that didn't end up working out. And then all of a sudden I had an inbox full of both opportunities and then like people looking for jobs or looking for the to be connected to various opportunities and just like a huge network of people that I. wanted to somehow figure out how to connect. At the same time, I had this Google Chat that was growing substantially. Google chat. Whoa! In size. I was working at Google's Creative web at the about time. To say, what's
1: a Google Chat?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like a to... Google Hangout, I suppose. Okay, on brand. We'll keep it on brand. We'll keep it on brand. Okay. Okay. I had a Google that Hangout thing in your
1: Gmail that sometimes pops up. That that's I what I
2: was Google. imagining. I was like, you, you can put a bunch of people in there. Yeah. you can put. I just all got those a spam one.
1: I just got like I was on 33 and then it was like some racy stuff was getting posted in my wow. chat I was like, wow,
2: Eject. <laughs> Um Yeah, and I it was the rules of that chat were. Like, I would post links and you weren't allowed to say anything. (laughs) Uh, Which, if anyone does,
1: which is the definition of community. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's community, folks. There you have it. Um, But yeah, it was kind of like a combination of those things and like people wanting to share and like wanting to create like a better, more robust space for that. And Slack was like the super cool new enterprise software at the time. Yeah, what year was this? Gosh, this was 2016. No. Okay. This is like 2014. Wow. I graduated in 2013. I worked at Creative Mornings for like a year. Mm-hmm. It's probably 2014, 2015. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I keep seeing how people, there's this pairing of a new platform and people choosing to spend time on it, like excited to spend time on it and communities that form around there. A lot of the best things I think that started on Instagram are the most human things were like at the beginning where like people choose to use it. Hmm. And I feel like at Slack now, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would necessarily join a new group on it. But at the time in the beginning, it was like perfect timing oh. Maybe it's maybe almost like the false. tool is
1: like a provocation to start a community. It's like,
2: whoa, this is a thing where yeah. people
0: can interact. You know,
1: yeah. it's
2: like,
0: whoa. Whoa!
1: Who would I bring? Whoa!
2: And then so like one of the first channels was like Link Pack. It was like the same as this name is, this like hangout chat group. And we're like, oh, Link Pack. that's where the links go. You are not allowed to say anything. Uh, there's one called Aesthetics where you can only post images. Yeah. And I mean, it started with, yeah, there was jobs, there was intros. Intros was born out of just, I think even like icebreakers we used to have at Creative Mornings, which was the name tag you'd wear and I would have a specific provocation and you would come in and share it. And intros was like a space where people, you're like, oh. I know how to do this. Like, I have something I can bring into this space. Like, I have something I can share. Like, my name's Carly, and I'm from Florida. It's the weirdest state in the country, (laughs) hands down. (laughs) But yeah, like, having, like, that space and, like, knowing what you should be bringing into it. So
0: uh, just like to drill in on it, why Slack? I'm curious. Yeah.
2: I think for the ability to have a somewhat closed space, to have it not be like an entire free-for-all, I think I'd seen things like designer news or I'd seen things like Reddit where the barrier to entry is non-existent. Maybe you have to like make an account, but maybe you don't even need to have a photo. You don't need to have your name, but having some level of control over how people were able to Enter the space and how they're able to represent themselves within that space, as well as just a linear dialogue structure, like some of the constraints of that platform and features of that platform made it good for that
0: yeah, I, I saw you uh, said something in an interview that was like, when I first started this group, you were freelancing, That's and you're like, I don't really want to tweet out uh, like advice yeah. about a, a, a contract <laughs> yeah. I'm drafting yeah. up for a client. So there's something about maybe the privacy of it? Yeah,
2: and there's definitely an intimacy and like a level of trust there. I mean, you have like a list of members, you know who's who's there, you know pe- who's engaging, you know who's like looking at the stuff that you're saying. But yeah, a lot of freelancers they have questions about clients, their clients follow them online and they're wondering like who do I ask like who is my community of peers who like are going through this at the same time and especially with freelancing I feel like when I took that jump it was like so many people have been freelancers so Mm -hmm. many people freelance but there didn't really feel like there was a space where those conversations were happening and I think that's partially the nature of the work freelancers tend to be one man or woman islands uh, that exist across uh, the sea but at the same time like Yeah. You're coming into a space. Maybe you're there for a week. Maybe you're working with a team for like a day or two. And then you kind of disappear back to from once you from once you came. I remember
0: this group stands out in my mind because the name is so memorable. Hundreds Under 100 is just (laughs) the best, most brilliant name I, I don't know that I've, like, come across a community with a more interesting, better no. name. Wow. Yeah. wow. I don't know. Awesome. I, know I, mean, I, could I could be wrong. Gold website, gold but. I would also
2: like that on my resume, please.
0: It's just cathartic to hear. Like, it's not super snarky, but it's like, oh, thank God someone said that. (laughs) How did you get that name? And, like, do you think that had something to do with, like, so many people wanting to join? Or did people join just because of you? I think
2: it strikes a chord. Uh, At the time, uh, (laughs) similar to coming off this – Plunging into the world of freelance, and then I had applied, I think, for oh gosh, it must have been like the third time for either like Forbes 30 under 30 <laughs> and, <ABC laughs> and like, I'm like, like, putting me on my portfolio, sending can, that stuff out. <sighs> <Okay. laughs> you have a publicist? In it's helpful. <laughs> I had received like yet another rejection, but I think it's. It recognizes such an isolated, such a privilege, such a specific group of people in general. And most times, yeah, it's like, do you have a publicist? Do you know the person to talk to? And coming from a place of privilege myself, like I do, I know those people. And I'm like throwing my hat into the ring. But also there's so many more super talented, wonderful, caring designers and developers and creative individuals who don't make the lineup for those types of awards or who don't get invited into those spaces. And there wasn't really a space that felt like was recognizing that and So how did you create that space? Did you create that name? How did that come to you? Yeah, the name came pretty quickly. I mean, when you say like <laughs> when you're when you're talking about uh, how did I know to use Slack? I had I remember like sitting in front of the like set up your like Slack space interface, and I was like, hundreds under one hundred. I struggled a little bit with whether it should have been hundred under one hundred, yeah. which in okay. retrospect I realize that's how the other ones work. I stuck an ass in it, and that's really but, it, it but messes it's, me it's, up but every you said time.
1: Hundreds under hundred. That means it's like it can it's be hundreds ever- of
2: people a you know, hundred exa- years of exactly. age. Exactly. It should be yeah. ever was, If you only did a hundred, the then it would be like, and Then we would have oh. to only choose a hundred people. And exactly. we have more than that. I, Part of the sign up, you have to, you have to say that you're under a hundred. Consent. Wow. So it's yeah. ageist. It is. It it's is. Like, it is. And it that is. It is. It is. You know, you got to cut it off somewhere.
1: One thing that strikes me hanging out in hundo sometimes, I'm like one of those lurkers that pops in. Mm. Every three weeks I look at something, but when I do, um, I'm sort of impressed by it. it. feels like so many people have contributed to it. They're like, whether it's like the resources doc or the types of channels or I'm curious, like what are some things that condos have changed or contributed that Carly or the admins picking, yeah. you know, what to do? Like what kind of came up from the community?
2: A lesson learned very early on was to relinquish a lot of that control that I had, uh, <laughs> that I tend to like to have in a lot of uh, aspects of my life. And, and that was a space where very quickly was like, oh, this is scaling very quickly. There's so many different sub channels and sub conversations taking place and I can't possibly be a part of all of them. Bringing on moderators, as well as being able to give people the permission almost Mm -hmm. to like run with it and like make that space their own. And it started a bit with a code of conduct, I would say, where we forked that from another community that someone else was a part of that was also a Google Doc uh, and made that our own. It created a whole structure of this underlying infrastructure of Google Doc and different conversations would come up time and time again, especially in like the freelance channel or the jobs channel. Uh, And people would keep having to like refer upward to like old questions and answers. And finally, yeah, to old threads. And finally, they just like ended up putting them in a Google Doc. And Mm. so there's Google Docs for specific freelance advice, for New York based advice, for local printers and where to get pins made and what sticker company are fascists and uh, you know, all the information you need as uh, uh, to be a real contributing creative person. Uh, there's uh, Jin Jin runs a group that goes to the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of oh, Art and yeah. they do drawing like once a month. Mm-hmm. There's like freelancer sub meetups and they come and meet up in person. We have like a quarterly event series that started where people give talks. So there's this whole like online version where uh, people around the world are able to engage more through that but as well as uh, in-person meetups that are happening. I'm
0: always curious about like, okay, party of one, Carly How did you get the first 50 people, 100 people into it? Like, who are those people? Did you have a few people that were kind of key allies in creating the thing? Did you just fire off an email? Like, tell me about how you just got the first other people to show up in there.
2: In the beginning, it definitely started with a few people who I knew very well, perhaps like collaborators, people I was working with at the Creative Lab, other freelancers who I had had the conversation with. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking about like moving these conversations. Conversations, like into a different space. Like yeah. we keep talking about it. Like I think you would really be interested. And then very intentionally reaching out to other people and telling them, Hey, I think you would have a lot to contribute. Like we're creating this space. It's just getting started. But these are the types of questions and answers that come up. Like you reach out to me a lot for like X, Y, and Z. I think you'd really like get a lot out of it. But then like waiting, letting those people get to know each other before bringing new people in. I mm. think I think of a lot of other Slack groups I've joined where all of a sudden you're in there and there's like hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. and. and I I knew just like if you all of a sudden just like bring a bunch of people into a space and they don't necessarily all know each other, that also leads to just kind of like a lot of people pulling out hmm. um, or being like silent and not really knowing how to engage, who they should talk to. Uh, similar if you drop like one person into a space where like five people know each other, they think everyone knows each other yeah. and hmm. they don't really, they feel very uncomfortable. So there was some intentionality to kind of like bringing a few people in getting the space going, starting a few channels, figuring out the needs, and then iterating from there. So
0: Kev also is telling me that you guys have a nomination process now. Yeah. When did that show up? Mm -hmm. So if you want to join the group, someone has to nominate you and then you're kind of approved or like, why did you guys start doing that? And what is that? Yeah,
2: that was necessary. I think very early on, there was like a, a kind of like a come to Jesus moment where all of a sudden there was a point where I had added these people. I'd been very intentional about like choosing the people I thought should be in there and kind of like trying to like cultivate like a specific type of space that I thought would help keep me from having to answer so many emails but led to a lot more emails and all of a sudden I did a survey of the space and I had like sent this survey out to everyone and the feedback that I received anonymously was like this group is like mostly white women and for me it was that was a moment where I was like like a self-realization of like oh wait like that's because I'm a white woman and a lot of my friends are white women and this space has become to really reflect me and like my personal experiences and backgrounds and relationships and if it's going to actually serve more people. Then I have to really let go of the reins and invite other people in and give them the control to start choosing what they want for that space and start bringing in other people that reflect different backgrounds. So the nomination process was a bit of like holding my hands behind my back too and kind of like giving up that to the group as well as like bringing on moderators who reflected the needs and interests of the other people who are in that space and now it's still a pretty loosey goosey nomination process but it allows there's like an open channel uh, where people can nominate others and other people might reach out to me via like Twitter DM or email and I'll like drop them in there and it also allows for like anyone who's in the space already to like reach out to an admin and be like hey like Susie and I got in a huge fight last summer and like it would be really weird if she was in this space or like Mm. I've heard that that person perhaps like had this issue in like another group or it allows for like some level of vetting from everyone in the space as well as then the moderators on a semi-monthly basis it's it's not particularly regular but we have like a google doc as well where we go in and we like rank uh, new members based on conversations that we feel like aren't happening or like experiences that we're looking for different perspectives Mm. that don't currently exist exist in the space.
0: So you kind of assess them in a batch, basically. We do. And then oh, we wow. Buy- oh, yeah.
2: And then we invite them in batches. How do you invite someone? Uh, it's usually they've ex- expressed interest in some capacity, so they likely have some awareness of the group. We ask anyone nominating to share the code of conduct with the nominee prior uh. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have...
1: Let them know what As, they're
2: getting into. Well, let them know a little bit. Set so some expectations. Uh, you know, expectations are a great, wonderful thing. <laughs>
0: and tell me why. Why are expectations <laughs> a great, wonderful thing? Uh,
2: because later, when things don't go the way you expected, or perhaps uh, deviate away from expectations in some way, then you're able to point back to the agreed upon code of conduct and point to the line items that uh, <laughs> were not followed, perhaps. And then it gives you at least like some baseline of a conversation to be like okay hey this is why that's not appropriate yeah uh, don't do it ever again or please leave the space i know these are
0: private so i don't want to blow anyone's cover but can you explain what some of the things are that are often issues or like you know what what were some of the first things that happened that made yeah. you feel like i have to create a code of conduct
2: There are conversations that aren't dissimilar to ones you would hear perhaps at work or among friends, but a lot of those, sometimes it's banter that gets, either goes too far, maybe someone's talking about someone who's not in the space. It's like a very simple, obvious one, but we ask that people don't do that uh, for obvious reasons, kind of just like reminding people that it is a professional space where Mm. people are looking for jobs, opportunities, there's people in there from all different companies and to be aware of that, sometimes maybe... (laughs) I mean, it is a group of predominantly designers. So whenever a company gets rebranded, mm. uh, someone comes in there guns blazing with like their super spicy tick and you'll be like, oh, the, the lead designer for uh, that redesign is also in this group. Like, please just uh, like, let's take this down to like a five, please. Um, and, and those are like the very like PG rated. We definitely have a no tolerance policy when it comes to any racism, homophobia, sexism, Like the list goes on. And so, with things like that, that's only come up like once or twice, but it's pretty much I have a thing that I send people that's like, hey, just a heads up, you've been removed from this group for like this reason. If you want to talk about it, like I'm here, I'll get coffee with you. But unfortunately, like it breaks our code of conduct and you can't be in this space anymore. Mm. Um, And I've only had to do that probably twice. Yeah.
0: And so, I saw like one of the rules is that feedback. You can only offer feedback if it's asked for. Is that right? Yeah. It's a that's great, a good one. Yeah, how did you come for that's come to that? One. Is that like similar this idea of the rebrands and all that or like how do you navigate like people talking about their discipline without un, yeah. un like asked for criticism or like that energy of critique?
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I think people are very quick to offer feedback, especially in that space. And I think I get back to like certain demographics are certainly quicker to offer up feedback than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have I should note, we have private channels for women and non-binary identifying people, as well as people of color and LGBTQ communities. Uh, And so a lot of the time conversations will start in one of those sub channels and I'll be in there and I'll see it and I'll be like, Oh, like this is a larger problem. Like we see like these things happening in general channels and we see this behavior and then people feel more comfortable sharing that maybe in like a private DM or in a private channel. Mm -hmm. And so when it's like a repeat behavior, like, all right, maybe don't give feedback unless people want it. And so that led to, like, a critique channel where people actually share work that Mm. they want feedback on. And Mm. I think oftentimes help job people will be like, I'm looking for a job. Like, here's my portfolio. And people will be like, oh, uh, the lettering on the logo. uh, Like, let's – we need to, like, change the kerning. I'm not a tight person. I'm sorry. But – Yeah, and and those things kind of arise. And so that came out of, like, repeat incidents. Uh, We also have a vent channel that erases every 24 hours. A what? A vent vent. channel where people go and, like, dump...
1: Say whatever they need whatever to say. Whatever they need to
2: say. Yeah, oh, of of venting, like, yes. yes. venting. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I missed the end. Hashtag V-E-N-T. I was like, like, veterinary?
0: I was like, what's going on in there? That sounds great. It's <laughs> great.
1: photos of interesting vets. So okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> vampires, vampires, drink, Kevin's going to gonna
0: slide in there later and post some vet pictures.
2: <laughs> <laughs> every 20 and, and like yeah that came from uh people would just go into like general or any banter channel and just be like oh like i hate when the coffee machine is not working or my wow, my, yeah, wow. my venti latte is cold <laughs> um and you're like well, let's put that in a channel because you let's don't actually put you in the want, corner like, you don't actually want anyone to respond to you yeah and actually hmm. the i think the uh the purpose of that channel is like to get that stuff off your chest, followed by, please do not offer feedback or advice. Because a lot of people would come in there and be like, oh, like, I'm so frustrated. Like, I applied to all these jobs, nothing's working out. And someone's like, oh, wow, well, I, I took a look at your portfolio, and uh, it sucks. Those are exaggerated examples, but... I want, I want to loop examples. back
1: just quickly something. I mean, kudos around um, sort of the, the self-awareness and the reflection of the community on how, uh, how the community might diversify. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, communities are often like bonding spaces, right? Like we, we come there to bond over a certain thing or a certain part of identity or a certain interest, occupation. Uh, but oftentimes, especially when communities start with just people you know, you can bond over unforeseen factors. <laughs> like, oh, well, we actually all look like this or we come from the same place or area, or we live in the same, you know, and when you go back to your community's purpose, Around, you know, supporting designers and also the freelance aspects, supporting people through like navigating an independent creative career and life. Like you realize like, oh, there are some areas here we don't necessarily need to bond over yeah. <laughs> like we, we can diversify and we should if we really want to have that impact and realize that purpose for as many people as possible totally. we should be proactive about how we continue to bring in more folks and make this a safe space for more folks who would resonate with that purpose and send me in the cake whenever and you need cake.
2: it <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's something intentional. It's something that, I mean, you and I talked previously. I, I went in for a little Kev uh, community coaching session. Coach Kevin. Yeah, I think the thing that came up was to continue in that mission. The next step is likely like me being removed as like, the head of that community entirely, which is something that I see in the foreseeable future. Yeah, passing the torch. Should anyone want it? Should I mean, anyone want
0: it. Kevin, another thing you mentioned to me about this community that I think oh. is interesting Back is <laughs> uh, you guys say goodbye to people when they are not engaged oh, we or do like know. just this idea of kind of people moving <laughs> the through <reckoning>. their phases. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Why is that? It's a, it's a reminder I have on my calendar and it comes uh, twice <laughs> a year and it says biannual membership purge. Okay. And it's a, uh, it's a time where we kind of give a little gentle email nudge, which it's one of the few times that we break the sanctity of the Slack space, other than like meeting up Mm. in person and stuff. But uh, we send an email to anyone who hasn't really engaged in like the last three months or hasn't said anything. We're like, hey, if you don't want to be part of the space, totally cool. We're all super busy individuals and have varying priorities. But we need you to either like engage and like say something, maybe share a link. We give them a few points of entry. We're Mm. like, hey, there's an event coming up. Here's a few things. But if not, we're going to deactivate your account in like two weeks. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people come into the space and share all sorts of cool things and stuff. And, I, I, and a lot of those, then Peter, I'd say like half of those, then Peter off. And eventually the second time that they they receive that email, they're like, it's okay. It's fine. I'm ready to let go. <laughs> I'm ready like, to say right. They're like, I'll make room for someone new. And I think that's, we have about... 450 people in that Slack group Mm. who, yeah, and I think that's active and inactive members. So there's probably around like 300 that are active at any, at this moment in time.
1: So, so why do you do the Purge?
2: Oh, so why do we do the Purge? Well, for one, it's a, To make room for other people who would Mm -hmm. be more engaged. Two, I think there are a lot of lurkers, but those don't even count in The Purge. We don't, like, send them emails. But, like, people who've kind of forgotten about it. And it's a good way to remind them that this space exists because we do get busy and we have other things. And maybe they have an opportunity they wanted to share. Maybe they're looking for talent. Maybe they themselves are looking and they've kind of fallen beneath the surface trying to, like, keep up and trying to, like, figure out stuff in their own life and to remind them that this resource exists for them should they want to engage with it, but if not no hard feelings.
0: Yeah. I really liked how you said you invited people by telling them that you think that they have something interesting to contribute. You're no, I love I I totally yeah. like it. Like well that word to contribute yes. is really important and I at Instagram we used to measure the activity of the site based on if you were actually posting photos. So Facebook was like are you in here? Like, are you just, you could just lurk, right? But there's something different about actually, like, contributing something. Bringing
2: something to the table.
0: Yeah, and, like, that really will make or break, like, the quality of what people are sharing and actually sharing will kind of make or break a space that's about sharing. Totally. Totally. (laughs) I
2: mean, one of my favorite stories is uh, this high schooler reached out to me via Twitter, uh, and he was interested in applying. He lived in somewhere in the middle of the country, but didn't really have much of, like, a creative community, and he didn't really have, like, any sort of, like, creative mentors, and he had found me on Twitter, and he's like, I'm really, I'm trying to apply to, like, Cooper Union, and uh, I'm wondering if you could look at my portfolio. And I was like, actually, why I want to just throw you in this space with, like, the chief creative officer of, like, Dropbox and, like, a bunch of other uh, creative individuals who have a little bit Big more shots. experience. Yeah, <laughs> these uh, select individuals who had something to contribute. <laughs> and watching... Uh, this dude share his portfolio and then, like, meet all these people and have them give feedback in, like, this really lovely, gentle way and, like, yeah. setting that kind of – like, uh, he's now at Cooper Union. Super awesome. No he way. comes to our events here. it's awesome. And that was, like, one of, like, the coolest things to, like, take someone, put them in that space and just know that with all the energy and everyone else who has, like, all this experience to offer and be yeah. able to, like, help them out and give some feedback. Lifting each other up.
1: Having opportunities to help as well, even if you are a, quote, unquote, big shot or you yeah. feel like you have – Things that you don't always have opportunities to help. Yes. I think that's like sometimes the value of a community is that you are provided with opportunities to support one another.
2: Yeah. And there's a lot of like learners in there. There's people who are picking up side projects or doing like a hundred day project mm. and yeah. they're learning typography. And then we have... Carrie of Grilly type in there who runs this wonderful type foundry uh, offering like feedback on letter spacing and kerning and all that good stuff that I know nothing about. But I believe that everyone has something to contribute. I think even if uh, the most you're doing is like someone comes into that space and they're having a hard time applying for jobs and you're able to like just offer moral support or just tell them that you've also been there or in the freelance channel when you're chasing down a payment someone's like, same Just uh, that solidarity and like having a space and having feeling like you have that support system is really important. Yep.
0: Carly, something jumps out at me after hearing you speak, which is that you get a lot of emails from people. People want your help. People are reaching out. Why is that? I do not get so many emails. emails. Yeah.
2: Why do you get so many emails? I think I make myself pretty accessible via email. I definitely have my email address in a lot of different places. And a lot of the times people are coming to me. A lot of like job seekers, people, I think, especially after creative mornings, that was like a time where I met uh, creative individuals all over the world and I knew uh, all this information about, well, I was on the talk watch squad, so I watched a lot of talks. I consumed a lot of uh, (laughs) digital design talk content, but I knew I had a lot of information about like different studios doing different types of work and, well, and I also think coming out like things like hundreds under 100, like having that name was like saying something that I don't know a lot of people were saying and I think that drew a lot of people to me
1: I think you're an exciting leader I'll say that like I think that you um uh, we've known each other for probably around eight seven years or something And I think in that time I've watched you like I don't know really realize Carly to what you know a hundred percent and beyond and I think You seem to put your authentic self out there. You seem to represent maybe something in the creative world that other folks are like, Oh, she's she's really doing her thing. She doesn't have to look like X, Y, and Z design legend, big shot heroes. Like you are you are you know
2: your idols. You're
1: you're you're being yourself, you're doing the things that you're you know, you're passionate about and kind of representing well. And I think that's like it's exciting for me, just to see you as a friend. And I can see folks looking at that and being like, hey, that's the type of person that if I was gonna get feedback from or if I wanted to be part of a, a community, like I would go to, you know, uh, I would go to her.
2: Well, thank you, Kevin. That's so sweet. Yeah, Kevin gave me one of my favorite compliments today was that I was becoming more Carly than ever before. <laughs> I remember you told me that. I was like, yes, more Carly. <laughs> Hi, Carly. <More> Carly. <laughs> Carly. monster. No, and yeah, and I think putting out that freak flag in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and then other freaks are like, oh, help me. Yes. Um, and like kind of like creating a space around that. But yeah. also, yeah, I share a lot of stuff on like Arena and on Twitter where I'll just be like, here's, like, 50 links around looking for design jobs, and I've been having this conversation a lot lately, and, like, here you go. Putting that stuff out into the universe. And then it's crazy. Wild stuff comes back.
0: Yeah, Kevin always talks about liking to poke the world and then see what comes back. Yeah. Nothing better.
2: Yeah. Um, I
0: wanted to ask you about these events that you're hosting. The, so you start this digital group, and people are showing up. Some of them are your friends. Some of them are young high school students in the middle of the country. So um, cool. I live in New York. How did you decide that you wanted to put people in the same room or start hosting events and tell me about those events?
2: I think like anything, there's like that pendulum swing. It was like coming off of Creative morning, so many like like monthly in-person events for hundreds of people. And I was like, yes. The internet's the future. Uh, I'm a technocrat. Let's get everyone into the Slack group. This is going to be perfect. And then I'm like, holy moly. These people need to know that they're real people behind these avatars and like get them back into a physical space. And then like creating a space for people to share I know stories gets a little overwrought But like stories, like people to share their story And a lot of the times... Um, I know when I began doing public speaking, people would always be like, well, where have you spoken previously? Like Mm -hmm. no one really wants to take a very few people, I should say, want to take that risk on like a new speaker and creating a space where you could just come and stand up in front of a group of people. It's not recorded six minutes or less. Six people share something that they care a lot about. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had people talk about it was a designer talking about drawing the dishes in her sink when she was in this like creative lull, helped get herself out of it Mm -hmm. uh, as well as to do the dishes developer who started a development studio called Sanctuary Computer here in New York, talked about traveling across Canada, sleeping in buses and trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life mm-hmm. um, but people share stories that really run the gamut and giving them that that platform to do that uh, is awesome and then also just getting everyone into the physical space where they yeah. can like look each other in the eye uh, remind themselves they exist remind, and then like have that there's, there's something about just in person yeah. it's just good. A little yeah. more texture A little more texture yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you can have a conversation that uh, doesn't have to be in a thread and you can uh, (laughs) (laughs) do things in real time and not respond to them two days later. Yeah. There's there's a lot of benefits to that in-person communication.
0: I want to ask you, too, about. Where is this thing going? I, which I know is a hard question, but I read somewhere that you said, like everything on the internet, this will live for three years. Yeah. I think it's been more than three years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, this only nice. has like a three-year, three-year life years. cycle. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Communities should only live for three years online. But I think we're past three years. Yeah. Like, what? what do you, what's your vibe about this?
2: Someone once told me like the worst thing you can do is like try to like keep things going after they're not going anymore. Um, and in this situation, I, I thought that would be what I would run into three years later. Like, like, oh, everyone share a link. Like, where'd everyone go? And just like come into like that and just yeah. Slack channels. And it's like uh, a ghost town. But uh, that has not happened yet, which leads me to believe that I do think like some, it needs to change radically in some way. I think most things do uh, to continue to evolve, to meet the needs and the interests of the people that are in the space and to continue to grow in the ways that uh, everyone would like it to. I think part of that is me stepping back. And I, the in-person events, I think, are fantastic, but I would love to see it span or grow into like more like mentorship opportunities and continue to be a little bit more focused in terms of getting back to that initial mission and figuring out what are the tangible ways we can be creating change and be great creating resources for the creative community that enables them to do the things they want to do. Yeah. How
0: come mentorship, is that sort of the you know, is that the core deepest value that you're seeing the space create? Or is that just something you're passionate about?
2: I think, and mentorship, I think a lot of people are looking for mentors. I don't know. I think that is like a farce. (laughs) I think uh, it's, I think the, and that's a whole other podcast. But um, I I think I'm a big believer in like, I don't know, mentorship through like pure mentorship, like finding like-minded individuals and people who have varying levels of experience and like getting insights and feedback from them. That's like- Where all my good feedback comes from and all the good advice I've ever been given. And so more like around like peer mentorship and thinking about how individuals can help each other.
0: What value has this thing brought to your life? Mm. Are there any moments that stand out or people that stand out? Yeah. What has it done? What has it done to you as like someone who just started a Slack group haphazardly and now here we are?
2: I've met a lot of really wonderful people, which I think is true when you talk to a lot of people who run communities and uh, they get to meet the individuals within them. I think, similar to what Kevin hit upon, like by putting myself in a place where that like a high visibility spot within that community even it's it's brought a lot of people to me in a way where like people have come out of the woodwork who share similar interests and passions and motivations that i have as well as just like being someone who's able to connect other people to opportunities comes with its its own set of rewards and I recently shut down my studio and as I look to figure out what I'm doing next, it's been a great resource for that as well. Like figuring out, like having that group of people who know every little nook and cranny within the design industry and figuring out like what might be the cranny that I then want to occupy. They've been great for that too. But beyond that, I think only time will tell. I don't know. Someone asked me recently, uh, actually regarding the studio, they're like, what's your legacy?" Like. What? How like, old are you? Twenty-seven. <laughs> oh so, my uh, God! Cool line it! Line it. Line cool, line it. Line cool it! Cool it! You know, got that. Set. That was kind of my response. I was like, I was like, ah. Uh, that's that's like, gonna be my like cocktail <laughs> party opener
1: from now on. Yeah. Like, hey, what's your legacy? What's your name? It, I'm, I'm
0: ben if ben you were Mandy Moore, and you were twenty-seven. Legacy? I'd be like, this is yeah. a meaningful question given <laughs> like your peak era. Uh, no offense, Mandy Moore. You're fine, but you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, you're like, my life is, like, right in front of my face right now. Like, I have no idea. Like, I need to zoom out a little bit and look back on it and be like, oh, yeah. Like, it's really, it's interesting to go to, like, conferences and meet people and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm in the hundred slack and I found my last, like, two roommates through it and mm-hmm. I got my new job. And you're like, oh, like, that's cool. It's cool to, like, see and, like, meet that person for the first time in that moment and, yeah. like, know that there are ripples that happen from that. But as far as anything else, I have absolutely no idea.
1: I mean, thanks for, thanks for doing what you do. Because I believe when you say ripples, I think about um, even you just take that mentorship piece and that yeah. peer mentorship piece. You're providing a space for a number of people to experience what it's like to be part of a community that supports one another through highs and lows, you know, and does it in a safe way. Yeah. And those folks, whether or not hundos exists three more years from now, will have had that experience and I think are ex more likely to flex that muscle. Um, to help others in that sort of way. Yeah. And I personally think that's rad.
2: Ah, There's I your legacy. Too. That's my legacy. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. In the same way that uh, when we shut down the studio, we released, like, our drive file with all our Google Docs for how we ran the studio. Oh. I went it's... into that yesterday <laughs> when I was reading
0: about you. It's, a, a, it's like... a messy
2: little spot, but it's, I don't know. The, there's it's...
0: a giant legal disclaimer at the bottom that's, like, <laughs> yeah, the that... siren emoji, and it's, like, <laughs> legal we'll never disclaimer, the yeah. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, like, showing people the nuts and bolts behind it uh-huh. of just, like, yeah, this thing is just run on a bunch of shoddy Google documents and yeah. uh, a Slack group and uh, I can and you can too but maybe you shouldn't because it's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: for coming thanks for coming
1: on the show yeah. high, high, fives, oh, yeah. high fives oh yeah oh yeah high fives yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> all the all the nuts and bolts showing them all. If you want to know anything about Carly, we have everything will be divulged at some point.
2: <laughs> It'll all be in a Google Doc.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can put this uh, transcript up in a Google Doc if you want to and people can jump in. I have
2: a bunch of essays in Google Docs that I was thinking about throwing up, but someday. Yeah. Only so many hours in the day. Yeah.
0: If you want to get to know Carly, I recommend following her on Twitter at Carly, C-A-R-L-Y, Ayres, A-Y-R-E-S, Carly Ayres, at Carly Ayres, no spaces, no underscores. Or you can also scope out her unique AF website, CarlyAyres.com. Seriously, check it out.
1: Carl Yerez. I oh, yeah. I wonder if anyone has said that. You can Carl- find her at, at yeah. Carl- Yerez on Carly- Twitter or dot com. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: If that makes it really easier for you. <laughs> uh,
1: it was a gift, can... <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> okay, so you can also find out more about us, um, our company, People and Company, at peopleand.company. Not .com, but .company. That .company. We're also writing a handbook. It's it's a book, you know? It's It's called book. Get Together. It'll be published later this year. It's about how to build a community with your people, not for your people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's uh, based on what we learned from Conversations like this one you've heard today, as well as lots of time spent in communities, researching them, hanging out with them, helping them, coaching them. Time spent. Running with them. Yeah. Swimming with them. The golden era, the golden days. Hanging out with them on Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, all it- the memories flooding through <laughs> yes, your brain right yes, now.
1: Yes. <laughs> you can all say hi to us. Send us an email. Hi at peopleand.company.
0: Cool. Last thing, last thing, last thing. If you guys like this podcast and you listened all the way through and you feel like being generous to us, we hear that uh, these reviews and subscriptions matter and help your <laughs> podcast out. So if you want to subscribe, if you haven't yet, or if you want to just like click the number of stars that you think we deserve, yeah, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Carly. Thanks, guys. Thank
1: See you, you next time.
0: Goodbye.